welcome to the first episode of the Dead Puck Podcast. My name is Dylan, and I'm here with Ben. Ben, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, so we just passed the uh, 2021 NHL trade deadline. So we thought in this first episode we'd just talk about some of the uh, some of the moves that happened yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. Um, day after the trade deadline. Day after the trade deadline. A surprisingly eventful trade deadline. Yeah, kind of took me off guard. You know, I, I didn't think because there's nobody with cap space in this league, so I didn't think there would be as many trades. But judging by the fact that there's like three teams on a lot of deals, they managed to wiggle and get the picks and players that they wanted, most of them. Yeah, I like the creative move that uh, Toronto used. I think there was another trade that used the same tactic too, where they uh, used a third team to, in order to retain seventy five percent instead of yeah. just the fifty percent. Yeah, like Toronto used it twice. They they used the Sharks twice <laughs> in two different trades. So yeah, Nuts. so maybe the most interesting trade of the deadline, uh, the Taylor Hall trade. Good or bad trade, Ben? Who won that one? Uh, well pretty pretty easy to figure that one out is boston because you got two well definitely one player that's it's very good but hasn't been on any good team so it's hard to prove other than that facade of a heart trophy that he's got but yeah that that trade is ridiculous honors bjork and a second for taylor hall and curtis lazar that's a joke of a trade to be like i don't even know how that worked out I know Buffalo wanted a first rounder and they kept holding on to that for some reason, but I'm like, you're not going to get a first rounder for Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall. So I, I don't, I don't get it. No, it just seems like a silly situation all around. Cause he signed the one year deal for eight mil with a no move clause. So he basically <laughs> hamstringed the Sabres. Yeah. And I think that's how it's this like, trade, trade me happened. Away. Cause I think Boston was the only team he was willing to, to wave to go to. Which is such a surprise, like because they're they're not the best team this year. They're good still, like they're still a top like top four team in their division. But I mean, most players end up going to Boston, like Jerome McGinley, Yomer Yager. Like, why does what's the fascination with Boston? Is because they, I mean, they're good. But I think there's I, a I good culture in Boston. Anymore. Yeah, and he rounds I mean, out a really nice top six because if yeah, he slots in on the second line there. With, scary. I'm assuming he's playing with Krejci and DeBrusque. That's probably one of the best centers he's ever played with, Krejci. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't know. I mean, Edmonton maybe, but like, who who else? What other teams? Coyotes? No. Um, I think he played Buffalo, a total no. of 75 minutes with Connor McDavid in Edmonton. <laughs> it's like a, just a sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Was it's a good time with Nuge, but other than that, he... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nuge is good, but no, no Connor McDavid, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I trade, think... oh, that trade. I was saying to you earlier, like I heard that the trade was for Anders Bjork and the second, and for some reason in my head, I thought I was thinking Oliver Bjorkstrand, and then yeah, I thought, I how did Boston yeah. get Bjorkstrand? And I thought, okay, I, that seems yeah. interesting. <laughs> and then Anders Bjork, and I'm like, who the hell's that Oop. guy? <laughs> Like I can't believe they didn't even get a first. 
you didn't even get a first round for Taylor Hall. Like this is what you wanted the entire time. But again, who? What are you going to get out of this year's draft that you know? It, like there, you have no scouts. Like we all know that Buffalo has no scouts. Like they're hiring people off the street no. to go scout for them. They'll like pay for you to go to the rink or whatever. It's really <laughs> it's such a struggling struggling place. I don't understand how uh, that team, man. I, I'm not going to talk about the Sabers. Oh, no. Yeah. The second one we got, though, is the second biggest one, I think, is the Manta to the Capitals for Verana. And uh, what was it here? Uh, and Richard Panic, the longtime favored Leaf. Oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> um, every time he comes back to playing the Leafs, he always scores. I don't get it. And a first and a second round in 2021. That's that was a great, great deal. Oh my, Stevie Wise making good trades. Like I go back and forth on that one because sometimes I think Stevie Wise fleeced them. Oh like yeah, he got a first, time. a second, <laughs> big time. <laughs> and he got Verana, who arguably points wise is doing just as well as Mantha. Yeah. But how good is Mantha going to be in Washington? Like that's a, he could put oh. up thirty something goals. Easy. He's like you've got no pressure anymore. And he signed like, he signed, I think, for at least three or four more years after this one. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I, I, I don't see how Mantha can't flourish at that team uh, on that team. That team's just already stacked. I don't know if he's gonna be playing with Ovi, but he'll be playing I can't even tell you the lines of the Capitals. I I, I don't know anything about the Capitals. But I know I I just read this on TSN yesterday. Um their GM Brian McClellan explained why Verena was traded. Um, he said he saw a frustrated player. Um, body language read as frustrated. Uh, the team gave it time and tried to work it out, but it ended up moving on, obviously. He said there also that there was a tugging war between coaching staff and staffs that had him, that have had him, uh, and the way he was playing. But, um, yeah, obviously Mantha's contract played a huge factor in that as well. Um. Yeah, I just think that's I think that's partly trade. why the price was so high. Yeah, I mean, like you're if getting he was a great expiring. Player, I don't so. think you throw the first in there. No, or you no. don't throw Verana in there. No, yeah, you just throw Panic in a second. But still, like on the daily faceoff, they have they have uh, Mantha pegged on the second line with Oshie and Backstrom. Oh, Backstrom to Mantha. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. That guy's gonna rock and up more. And Kuznetsov, Wilson on the top line. Imagine the power play. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. That team's gonna be nuts. I think. Yeah, they're they're now a shoe in at the top in the East, anyways. Like they'll be making it to the the conference finals. I I don't see how. Like maybe they'll have to play Tampa. That that'll be the team they'll have to play. Do not get to the. Finals, It'll be but... them in Carolina. I think coming out of that. Division, oh yeah, I forgot right? about Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Carolina's quiet. Like been... Yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Their goal, like, James Reimer has been standing on his head until Peter Morazic got back. And did you see uh, Peter Morazic's thing that they took from, like, MJ when he came back out of retirement? It's like, I'm back. They took it. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Peter Capitals Morazic, are tied man, with you're so good. The Islanders in that East Division. Mm, I forgot most it was the boring team. Most boring team in the NHL. That's yeah, fair. Like, even though they made that great deal for Zajac and uh, 
Palmieri. That's a good deal. Yeah, well. Lou, I, I, Lou is I, getting I can't his picture, back. Yeah, I can't picture Zajac in any other jersey other than New Jersey. Other than a Especially red like, and black jersey. Yeah. No, like I can't. It's like Patrick Eliash. Like if he left, I'd be like, no, that's no, just retire. Can't do it. <laughs> Pull a Spezza, just force him, force him to retire if he's not going to the team he wants. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I like that trade. I like that trade for Washington because I think they got like that top six is stacked. That's yeah, <laughs> that's one of the NHL's best. Yeah. Plus, their um, D is really good as well. And I mean, the first, they gave up a first and a second, which is, there's a lot, but I think, like you said earlier, the first round, or this draft in general, is going to be a crapshoot. Like, yeah, I don't even know anybody who's, I don't know who the top pick's going to be. No. And like, half these kids have they even played this year. Like, no. Unless they're all over in Europe or if they managed to play 20 games in the WHL. Yeah. That's about it. They were saying no. on the, I was listening to the Sportsnet radio on the way home, and they were saying like, I think they were quoting Elliot Friedman saying that this draft could either be the biggest bust of all drafts, yeah, or it could be full of sleepers. Yeah, yeah, like from one to thirty, it could be all sleepers. Yeah, or Lots I mean, it could probably it'll probably be both, like just a minefield of. Yeah. Well, you know who's going to pick the worst ones? It's going to be Buffalo. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Leafs have no draft picks anymore. They got rid of them all for Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno. Just like yeah, his dad. Following his dad's footsteps. Yeah, following yeah. his dad's footsteps. That's We're in the same number, too. Yeah. Uh, that trade. And and Stefan no- Nosen. Is that his name? Nosen? Noison? I, I don't know who that is, but I mean the Jackets got a first round this year and they got a fourth in twenty twenty two. That's that's pretty good. I mean you got another first round pick. Yeah. Kekalina knows what he's doing in that in that market. He's he knows everything. And then the Sharks got a fourth round pick from uh the Leafs as well. Which is fine. Like like the Leafs have a really good bunch of like rookies and prospects. Yeah. Like Liljegren Sandine, Robertson, Amirov. Goalies, we got Scott, um, Joseph Wall. Like, just, like, they're not going to be there, but I know Nick Robertson played last night, which he should be playing. That guy is awesome. I love that guy. Also took my favorite number, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I know that Columbus retained, like, 50% of uh, Polino before trading him. To the Sharks. So he went to the Sharks first. Yeah. Just like, you remember like Hoffman? Who retained another 50%. Yeah. Do you remember Hoffman when he went to the Sharks and uh, they had like a fake banner for him for like he was there for like two (laughs) hours or whatever it was? (laughs) It's like you could do it for Nick Foligno too if you really wanted to. Like I saw it on Twitter. It was hilarious. And then, yeah, San Jose retained 50. That's such a good deal for Columbus. Columbus got that. Like they, they know what they're doing. And then, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope they have a plan. Because a part of me wonders in Columbus, like, <laughs> what the plan is. You're, I don't think they're going to sign Line A. I know he had a coast to coast goal last night, but that was. He had a really nice goal last night. Yeah. Do you think that 
Tortorella is going to be fired first before they do any negotiations with Line A, most likely. Probably. I would. I think Torts goes at the end of the year. Yeah. Just because I think I know there's been too much, yeah. too much oh, stuff. News. News, man. Yeah. He's just always in it. I don't get it. I like, think that's not... part of his. I think that's part of his shtick. Is he likes to take on the heat so that the, you're not focused on the players, you're just focused on him. But it wears yeah, but then thin. He benches every single player. Yeah. And then it's like now it's back onto the players. Like, what'd you do to piss Torts off? Like, what? It's such and a like looking field. at some of the names that have gone there in the last couple of years, the offense just dies. Like Lion A goes there, his gone. offense is dying. Like. Yeah, even even Roslovic, like Roslovic started with like eight points in like his mm-hmm. first three games, and then he's he got scratched. He got healthy health bombed the other night, like in two straight games. I'm like, okay, so was he just not good enough, or was he just like, oh, I'm happy, I get to go back to where I'm from, and then just shit the bed. But I I don't know that that team is like Domi too. Domi only has 19 points. Oh man, he took that. Who was it? Connor Murphy last night. He just absolutely just beat the shit out of that guy <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> just... He was defending it. He was defending it <laughs> in like the presser after, and I'm like, Yeah, I read, I read, I read you jumped that. the guy. I don't know what. <laughs> you don't know. Like he didn't want to fight you at all. He elbowed get me, it. and I'm like, No, he didn't. No, you're you're like five foot three, and he ran into his elbow. <laughs> like that's yeah, not his like, fault. Oh, God, he's such as dad. Oh, that's ridiculous. Sam Bennett finally got to move. Only took eight years. That's like so years. funny to me because he spent all year going, I want to trade. I want to be traded. And then they bring in Sutter and he's like, yeah, actually, I kind of like this. I'm happy here. And they're like, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You're gone now. <laughs> See you. <then>. Peace. <laughs> but to the Panthers, too. Like, I mean, they're a good team this year. That, they're the most, that's my surprise team. I never thought that they would do anything, especially after Ekblad got hurt too. And they got their they ended up getting their D there. But um Emil Heineman Heinemann and a second in twenty that's I I don't know what they really wanted for Bennett. I think that he just wanted out and then they were like, Hey, I'll take a pick and a person. They got I mean, more than Taylor Hall got. <laughs> we talk about it. he loves it he's gonna love boston especially <laughs> when they bench him because he can't you know do anything but we'll see i mean it's only been a day like we this is just like the fallout have they even played yet There's, i know he, i saw him just before uh, we got on here i saw him with curtis lazar in their practice jerseys and walking yeah i saw like, that oh, as well wow, you guys he's spiffy <laughs> Like, I also saw a message from Buffalo saying, thank you, Taylor Hall, for showing up for 30 games. And I'm like, oh, wow, good job, Curtis Lazar. You played 75 games in like five years. Good thank job. Thank you for the two goals, Taylor Hall. Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like, is Buffalo that bad, or is the people that they had that bad? Like, is it the players? Is it? The... It's obviously the coaching, too. Like, the coaching before, um, what's his name, got fired? I can't remember his name. The soccer coach, Ralph Kruger. That's his name. <laughs> oh, Ralph Kruger, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
when you have to go the soccer coach maybe yeah the guy who the guy who uh, was a part of the board of southampton in the epl like why do you think you could just come over again and the coach like you you were on the oilers you were crap like you're trash and then actually that he coached that one season and that was amidst their like decade of trash that was, was their the one Yakupov was there? half yeah that was his rookie okay. season <laughs> and then he got fired via Skype by Craig McTavish who then hired Dallas Aikens I was just going to say the Eakins wow like the problem yeah. in Buffalo reminds me of Edmonton and it reminds yeah. me of like the Islanders from like a few years ago where like I think it starts at the top. Oh yeah. Like until you clean house of like management and actually instill some sort of culture change, it's not gonna change on the ice. No. I mean, especially when you have Kevin Adams who's never, a rookie GM. Like Yeah, never done anything yet. And you just throw him this pile of shit and you're like, here you go, do with what you want, trade who you want, pick up who you want. Just kidding, nobody wants to go there. Like, what's he supposed to do? There's nothing. God, I don't know. You got you, can you're do. trying to dig a hole with a shovel, but you don't have a shovel. That's No, he's using like a plastic he's, spoon. To... Yeah. <laughs> he's using stuff that you take to the beach. <laughs> like, like I don't get it. But yeah, enough of okay. I, I never I said I didn't want to go into the Buffalo Savers. I don't want to go anywhere to the Buffalo Savers. <laughs> That's it. Um Back to Sam Bennett. Yeah, he wanted to leave. Panthers are good. I mean, what what more can you ask? You got another player that can fit right into that team. Um, I couldn't tell you more than two forwards on the Panthers other than Huberto and Barkov. I know they're goalies because one's getting paid a hell of a lot and one's not getting paid anything. Getting paid anything. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. Drieger is not like he's so good. He's so good. And then you got Bob, the hero. I I can't believe that. Was that the last deal that Ta- Dale Talon made? Was a ten million a season uh, deal with sure. Bobrovsky? Right, oh, that guy, man. That guy is like a Doug McLean to me. Like he. He he doesn't do anything. He just is there, and then it's like, oh yeah, let's just sign him to like this expensive, stupid contract that nobody can like. At, like, what's his name from the Islanders? The guy who got like thirty mil or whatever. What's his name? He's retired now. I can't remember his name. Ah, oh, the goalie drafted first overall. His name? Oh, uh, Rick DiPietro. Yes. <laughs> he's like that guy like just like why did you do that you just know he's it's a goalie you can't rely on a goalie ever no i think the best way to run goalies nowadays is like short contracts like short contract 1a 1b like two guys who can split the net yeah like the days of having like a goalie and running him 65 games a season i think are are over yeah yeah yeah, I agree. I like Carey Price is hurt right now, but I, I assume like he's not going to play. They got Jake Allen for a reason. Like they they're paying him four and a half for a reason. He hasn't been actually that good this season, but they got him just to help out with the workload, which is good because Carey Price is also getting old and he needs a break. 
I'm not going to talk about Frederick Anderson with the Leafs because he literally plays like 60 games a season, and now Jack Campbell is the best. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Best goalie. 11-1-0 now. He's not undefeated anymore because he lost to Montreal. But What do you think of Big Save Dave? Fantastic. I love that trade. I, I was so shocked when I saw it. I was almost jumping because I was so surprised that we could get the guy that literally pisses me off every time we play <laughs> Calgary. Every single time they put Dave Riddick in the net. And they're like, fuck. No. <laughs> Why? Uh, but yeah, no, I love that. For What was it? What do you get traded for? A, a third, third rounder. Yeah. That's, of next year. That's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. For a rental goalie. Yeah. UFA at the end of the season. Who cares? Yeah. Good backup. See a hutch. Goodbye. Like, good backup for a backup because Campbell's... This is the first time he's ever really stepped up to the plate because, you know, he got play, he was playing on behind quick. Mm-hmm. in LA and then now Cal Peterson's there but this is perfect I, I love this tandem this is going to be a great a great time for the I think last, that's a like, tandem you could games. run with down the road like in the future yeah I, I think so too I don't see how like as a 1A like, 1B yeah I mean Riddick's going to be cheaper than Anderson we all oh, know yeah. that yeah like Anderson's going to want like at least 5 and he's also 31 or 20 or 30 that's I mean, we can't really say anything because Markstrom got six by six. Mm-hmm. He's 30. But he hasn't been very good this year either. Yeah, he's been off all year. He gets a lot of hate in Toronto, but I I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for him. I mean, we saw him play too. So he, in the AHL, that's fun. But, like, yeah, I want to like, see him go somewhere next year and and do well. Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could go back to the Ducks, to be honest. I wouldn't see, say the Ducks would. Like, Brian they, who's their backup? Ryan Miller? Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he should go back to Buffalo. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I, have you seen his like pads and stuff in the Ducks, like Ryan Miller's? Ryan Miller's? Awesome. His setup is awesome. Absolutely crazy setup. But, yeah, like, I, I, I hope. I, I like Anderson. He's been great for... However long he's been here, he's been here for what, like six years, I think, five years. I have yeah, no I think idea. since feels like forever. Since like Dubis and Shanahan have been around. Yeah, so yeah, five, five or so. Because um, I think that was. I think Dubis. I think Dubis is really good. Yeah, I think Dubis has been really good at doing this. He got rid of a lot of draft picks, but. But this is the year for the Leafs to. That's fine. Yeah, who cares? You got so many prospects, like I said earlier. Like you have so many people that you can just bring up, and then you don't have to bring up Martin Marincin ever. Please. Yeah, and they're gonna take that. I think they're gonna take the North Division. Yeah, I, I think they go to the Final Four. Yeah, where they're gonna I hope be so. against. So the only teams then standing in their way are probably, say, Tampa, Colorado, and like Washington. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's so tough. I just hope we beat like Montreal because I feel like that's who we're gonna be playing. Yeah, I would love to. Watch I think the that North Division's up. almost set. Like, yeah, I was pretty happy that Ottawa beat uh, Winnipeg last night. I was really happy. I'm like, oh, Leafs lose, Jets lose. I'm happy. That's good. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I that that division, man. I really want to keep it like that. I like it. I do too. I 
have you noticed that fighting is just like at a con like has gone way up again like just like you see so many more fights and so many more like like roughing like i yeah. find the roughing just to be just 10 times better now and you're like oh this is hockey that we want to watch this is what <laughs> i grew up watching sort of no, the quality of the hockey this oh, season so has been awesome way better than the bubble oh the quality of the bubble hockey i have a feeling that we're gonna go back into a bubble or like i know that the canadian teams have to leave canada and then go to somewhere in the states but i don't know where they're gonna play it like the nhl has not said anything about that obviously but that's gonna be tough like now you have no home advantage even if you could manage to get fans in there yeah at one point it's it's never gonna happen but in canada at least but i don't know i'm so jealous I look at the states. Like I watch baseball. I was watching the Jays, and it's like I know. I saw some of the Jays. Oh gosh, I'm so jealous, man. Like almost like borderline pissed off. But I'm like, oh, I had to sit home and watch this. I can't go down to Texas <laughs> and watch this game. Stupid. But whatever. You want the one surprising trade for me? Jeff Carter to Pittsburgh. I think people on both sides were surprised by that. Yeah, like. Who, why? Like who? Why trade why? Jack Carter? Yeah. <laughs> why? To uh, I was listening to the. To um, that's, that's weird. I was listening to the, uh, the athletic hockey podcast, and they had a guy on there, and they mentioned the same thing. Like, Kings fans and Pens fans were like, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> and he said the. Um, I guess the the Kings insider or the Penguins insider that they had there was saying that uh, Carter really liked playing under Hextall mm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That makes sense now. That makes a lot of sense, actually. But now he's under Burke, too. Yeah. Yeah. I have paid attention to Pittsburgh either. I don't, I don't know anything about the other divisions. All I know is like the top four. And I'm like, oh, know. cool. You guys are doing good. I know Columbus is like second last. And that division is just. Sid's having a good shit. year. Yeah. Like, that's the only yeah. thing I really know about Pittsburgh. Yeah. I know Malkin's hurt. Um, Latang's healthy. You know, he's he's been here. The, he's been a, alive and been in the lineup the whole season. I, I'm so surprised by that because he's been decimated by concussions and injuries and my favorite player right now though is eric carlson he's my favorite player taking clap bombs and eating apples in press conferences yeah yours did you see i haven't the press seen conference? him oh no i haven't seen him like since he left on so funny just sitting there eating an apple guy asks oh is that your most productive game in your whole career he's like not even close takes a big bite of the <laughs> <laughs> man he's only got 16 points yeah, I'm not looking at the points part. I'm just looking at the part that... He's totally you know, he's fallen in. off since he left. Yeah. Well, it's his... It's his... Whatever it is. Achilles, right, too? Or his foot, kick. yeah. Tried to cut his foot off from the back. But yeah, you got the Oilers, because you're an Oilers fan. We forgot to say that at the beginning. I'm a Leaf fan. He's an Oilers fan. Kulikov. Yeah. For a fourth round. Like conditional. Yeah, so it's conditional on if the... If they win a round. So if they win a round well, in the playoffs, then it becomes a third. You win a round. Yeah, I think they can beat the Jets. 
Yeah. The only thing, it's, mean, it's hella yeah. buck. Like, that's the Yeah, only that's thing. you got not, yeah, or Neil Pionk, watch out. Ooh. Running yeah. and gunning. Yeah. And Logan like, Stanley, like, the I giant think... tree. Kulikov, like, it's depth. It's left handed depth. Because on that back end, after Nurse, you don't have a lot of left handed depth. It's. No. Um, you got Nurse, and then you got Chris Russell, Caleb Jones. Slater Bouchard. He's all right. So, yeah, I, yeah. Like I feel like it kind of pushes um, Chris Russell down. Yeah, I mean, I get where Chris Russell has been. There. I feel like he's been there for like thirty years. But does that guy like? Do you play on any other team? Yeah. Any others? What he team? He played on. Well, he was on Dallas. Hmm. He was in Calgary, and then I think he was drafted oh, by Columbus. Oh, he was on Calgary. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah, he was. I remember that now. I remember on Calgary and Columbus. I don't remember him on Dallas ever. Like, ever. I I saw. He played. Maybe on he Twitter. played he only like ten Freeman. games. He was like a. Oh. He was a. He was a deadline rental. What's your GM's name again? Ken, oh, he played uh, for St. Louis too. Oh, what's your GM's know. name again? Ken. Uh, What's his last name? Ken Holland. Ken Holland? I don't know. I just had a brain fart. Um, he was talking about the guy asked him a question and at the end of the trade deadline there, and he said um, about Evan Bouchard and see if he was gonna like with Kulikov coming in, was Evan Bouchard gonna get pushed down since he hasn't played since March first? And yeah. Holland's like, yeah, like we're he's the future defenseman of the franchise. He's kind of been in limbo because he played. He played a bunch of games, and then, and he was playing on his right side. It was when Ethan Bear got hurt, so he's playing. He's a right-handed, so he's playing on the right side. And then Bear came back, and they started playing him on the left-hand side, like on his offhand a little bit, because he'd played that. Um, I think in the AHL he had played a lot on the left-hand side, um, but he just defensively he just didn't look comfortable. But now he's kind of been in this, like, awkward, like, I blame COVID, the COVID situation, because he, they don't want to send him to Bakersfield, because then he's, if, if he wants to come back, that's a two-week quarantine, or I guess one week now. But they don't want to play him, so he's just practicing. So, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to continue to just run him in practice, or if they're going to use this now with Kulikov as a reason to send him to the AHL, but I feel like he's exhausted everything he can do in the AHL. Like, he's he's not, you know, like, he's not improving, I think, by playing in the AHL. The way he improves is by playing NHL games, but there's no there's no space for him right now. With the Oilers, I, you didn't really need to make a lot of moves, I don't think. No, like, there wasn't really a lot they can do. They have, like, I think they literally have zero, like, dollars in cap space. Yeah. No, that's yeah. You can only do so much, right? You can't really. They took their shot last year, so they only have, yeah. I think, like a first, a fourth, and then like a six and a seven in this upcoming draft. And the only way they're going to make a trade is if, like, a significant trade was if they could move somebody like um, James Neal or. Um, 
Alex Chieson or somebody like that. Like a money in, yeah. money out type of thing. Yeah. And nobody's buying on those deals right now. No. No, you need you need picks. Picks on yeah, picks on picks. So. And I mean too, like it sucks to say because it's like you don't want to tell Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl like we're not gonna buy. But like realistically, are you going to beat Toronto out of the North Division? And I don't know. I mean a seven game series. Like, I, I think, think they can the push do it. I think they could definitely but. push it to six or seven games. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But like that's a for them to make it to the final, like that's a grind. Because that would be Winnipeg, Toronto. Assuming Toronto beats Montreal. Yeah, assuming yeah. Winnipeg, that's, Toronto. Like, thank you, thank you though. I appreciate that. And then like Tampa. One of like Vegas, yeah. Colorado, Tampa, Carolina, the Islanders. Like scary. Yeah, scary teams. That scary. Just not the year to buy in when I think they have 30 mil in cap space coming in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's the that's when they can shoot their shot, I think. Yeah. Um, what else? Leafs did two more Ben Hutton and trading Barabin off to uh San Jose for anti Suamela. Who the hell is that? <laughs> so we traded a guy that I kinda knew from Russia to San Jose for a guy I have no idea who the hell it is. Good deal, Dubas. But He's played ben 51 total NHL games. Oh, great. Bear Banner's played about 13. Not even. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of good. I don't understand. That's an upgrade, yeah. sort of. I mean, Bear Banner's a left wing guy we got to center. I don't know. I don't know. Is it okay? It's okay. The Ben Hutton trade just seems like a total depth. Like, I don't even know if he's yeah. going to end up playing any games there. I mean, I kind of figured he will because we'll be like, oh, yeah, just rest Muzzin or Hall one night and then get him to come in for a game or two. You could, you could pull, like, a, a Justin Hall, like, when Babcock was the coach, and be like, oh, yeah, you're scratched for 77 games, but when you <laughs> actually get to play, you're actually half decent. Cool. That's good. Wow. I don't know. It's such a... We needed we needed a defenseman. We got a defenseman. We got a goalie. We needed a forward. Not really. I mean, Willie's out. Willie Styles is out for uh, with COVID or possible, whatever. Um. But yeah, I feel it's, he he did good. I give Dubis like now. Felino's a, a, a good beat. pickup, I think. Yeah, because he can Former slot captain. anywhere in that in that lineup. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I. I can see him on second line with uh, oh John Tavares and William Nealon. Jeez, or third <laughs> with Kerfoot and uh, McKayev. You got Hyman and Matthews and Marner. Up I I love Hyman, but if that guy could play all all four lines, yeah, we just send it. We just send him out. Like he doesn't come off the ice. He just keeps going. And then just comes off at the intermissions. He's like, yeah, cool. Just running around. Love him. 
No, he seems he seems like a perfect kind of fit. Yeah. On paper right now cuz he's like Yeah, he's like you said, he's a captain guy. He's a leader guy. He He doesn't seem like a big ego guy. No. He'll beat so the like, shit out think... of anybody too. He's tough as nails. Yeah, like he I think he, he was exactly what the Leafs have been looking for for since the start of the season. Another guy yeah. to fit in the top 9. Yeah. To play Even like down. if he played on fourth. Like imagine the fourth line. It's Simmons, Thornton, Felino. It's what? a vet line. <laughs> Jeez. We have, the Leafs have four former captains on their team. Tavares, Thornton, Felino, and Spezza. I can't remember the other one. Spezza, thank you. It's like who who's the other old guy? Spezza. Oh, Spezza, Felino, Simmons. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Two tough guys and a like Spezza, guy. Spezza and Felino play together in Ottawa like 10 years back. I think so. They must have. At one point, they must have played together. I always forget like his brother, Marcus. I always get them mixed up for some reason. Like Nick, I know Nick was always either in Columbus or Ottawa. <laughs> but for Marcus some reason, I just think his name Buffalo. <laughs> who i don't know what that team is is that an ahl team chl team it probably should be i bet massachusetts like the the college team could beat the shit out of buffalo Sabres right now <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> destroy them they just won the call like the the championship but i i just think their, their team's so bad just bring in like cousins cousins should be playing when he comes back if he's hurt i think he's hurt why the hell isn't that guy playing on Buffalo? Dylan Cousins. That Dylan guy should Cousins? be playing. Yeah. He was playing. I don't know why he's not. He might be injured. I, I'm not sure. He might be. But, um, yeah, those are basically the trades that I got written down here. I don't really. Oh, Adam Gaudet. Um, hmm. To Chicago. I think for. Some guy named Highmore, again, that I have no idea who this person is and never seen him play and probably will never see him play for Vancouver. Yeah, that's another term. I'm just kind of like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, why why did you trade? I don't understand Vancouver. Ever since I moved out to the BC, I don't understand, like, this team and, like, the fans and everybody out here. I don't understand anything. Such a weird franchise. Like, oh, yeah, we had the twins, but now they're just gone, and now we have nothing. So, except for Bo and Elias Posterson. That's all he hits. Yeah, they like overpaying for those uh, third-line guys. Hmm. Let's name a few. Hmm. Erickson. They just signed. Who else did they sign? Oh. Did they sign they Sutter, didn't they? Uh, I think, oh. was it Pearson? Oh, yeah, they signed Pearson as well. But I read that they might have signed Sutter as well. Like, why? <laughs> Stop. Put, <laughs> tell him to put the freaking pen down. Stop giving these guys deals. <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong with you? Uh, I work with a guy who's a Vancouver fan. He's an occasional fan. But he's like, man, this freaking team. We only got like four guys. We got Quinn Hughes, we got Pedersen, we got Bo Horvat, we got Besser. That's all we got. 
And you got, you know, Dr. Demko, who's a really good goalie, and he's come into the league really well this year, I think. They, I like but, those young guys that they have. I just hope they don't get bogged down by those. Yeah. I'm surprised Edler didn't contracts. leave, to be honest. I know I know Edler has a huge no-move clause, but or no-trade-to-certain-teams list, mm-hmm. a trade list. But you got to move that guy. He's only like 32. He looks like he's 48. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I feel like he's been on the team for like, again, 20 years. Ugh, I don't like Edler. I never have. I, he reminds me of Matthias Oland, and I, I really liked Matthias Oland. Until he did something at the World Championships that I was like, ah, screw that guy. Like, elbowed somebody in the head or something. I don't know. Yeah, I. I mean, the Leafs picked up Riley Nash too before the deadline. I don't have. I know he's on LTIR. They put him on LTIR. Um. But it's a conditional pick, so it turns to a sixth if Nash plays twenty five percent of the games or more, which I don't think he's going to be doing playoff games. That only relies on twenty five percent of how many twenty five playoff games. No, twenty five percent of the playoff games. Twenty five percent of the playoff games. Yeah. <laughs> so if they only if they get swept in the first round, if he plays he just one, play one game, <laughs> he's got to play one. They had a six. But it is the Leafs, so I don't know anything. Uh, not sure, man. Anything can happen. It is Montreal. Oh. Most likely. It's not even true yet. I don't, I don't know anything yet. Mm-hmm. I just want the Leafs to win every single game. I don't... I, I try to watch every game, and I'm like, oh, man, I really want them to win every single game, but I know they're not going to, but it's that feeling. You're just like, oh, we can win every game, but when it comes to the playoffs, Matthews and Marner better step the hell up. That's I think... I'm forward to. I, like... I'm the last thing from a Leafs fan, but <laughs> I think this year they have a good chance. Like, oh yeah, they're I going think all they're in, playing with a lot more confidence than they've played with before. Yeah, except against like, Ottawa. I think by Dubis making these moves, it instills the confidence in the team. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that. Man, I I've watched every single time they played Ottawa. I've never been more nervous in my entire life to watch a team that's good play a team that's not so good. It's it's like Game <laughs> 7 Stanley Cup Final against the Leafs every single time they play them. And I, I hate it. It was 6-5 the other night. Matthew's got a hat trick, obviously, because he finally got another hat trick against the Ottawa Senators because that's, yeah, I think, the only team that he gets hat tricks or more goals against. But I... And Edmonton went nine and zero against Ottawa, so I can't. Oh, I can't, yeah, can't I sympathize. <laughs> I just remember uh, your coach was just like, "Yeah, if it was so hard, why didn't everybody else do it?" Like, ah, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> or if it was so easy, so many people, it was so easy, so many people like to roast them because they're like, "Well, if they hadn't beat Ottawa, if they hadn't played Ottawa." I'm like, "Then why isn't every other team in the division nine and zero against Ottawa?" Then no, at least they're like four and two or like four and three or something like that. It's something stupid. Like we can't beat them. Stupid team. I hate them a lot. 
Like I, like their goalies, like Anton Forsberg, and they're, they've just five goalies this season. Holberg. Forsberg, Murray. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg's next. He's in the, he's like the backup. Um, Julie the Cat is the third string. And then, um, what's his name? He just got hurt. Decord. Jo- Joey Decord. Um, Murray. Forsberg. Some other guy. And <laughs> another guy. Yeah. Hogberg. Where, like, when he gets um, his hands swell up or something, or he's got bad blood circulation, so his hand goes, I don't know, and he still <laughs> sucks. Really? I don't get this. This team's a joke. <laughs> Frustrate me so much. Like, we were watching, me and, me and my fans, we were watching the game, and then they went up 6 4. They iced it, and they got the. And then they all comes back down and scores with like twelve seconds. Like they can still win this game. I'm like, oh, it's funny how it works. Game. It's like rock paper scissors. Like oh, Toronto beats Edmonton. Edmonton beats Ottawa. Therefore, Toronto should beat Ottawa. But no, Ottawa beats no. Toronto. <laughs> like it's like a funny loop. Oh, it's a broken loop. It frustrates me so much. God, I haven't seen Edmonton play recently. Who have they played in the last little bit? Uh, their last game they got smashed by Calgary. Mm, oh yeah, they did. Five nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to use excuses, and I don't, <laughs> like people were crapping on Connor McDavid for using an excuse, but I mean it makes. I sense. mean, yeah, because they scheduled the game. Yeah. yeah, they scheduled the game right after the Colby Cave funeral or the team memorial service. And so the team came out completely flat. But I think that's to be expected. Like, Yeah. I mean, I would be not really willing to play a hockey game after, after that still. No, Even though if it was already a year. Emotionally exhausted. Like, no. Uh, but, yeah. Whatever. You know they what we play, have to uh, still talk about, though, Dylan? Sorry, continue. What's that? Go ahead. I was going to say, they play. They don't play till Friday. They play uh, Vancouver on Friday. Ooh, COVID-Coover. That's cool. Yeah, they're supposed to play yeah. them, I think, Monday and Wednesday, but both of those got postponed. Yeah. yeah. We have to talk about Tim Peel just briefly, just about the refing and that, because we missed it. We have to talk <laughs> about it. For the last since that happened, I've been counting penalties per team. Okay, just just to see. I was like, you know, I'll just count the games like when I'm watching the Leafs and whatever. They are either equal, or one team gets one more penalty. So it's like two one or three two or four four, like something like that. I've never seen game management like that ever. And like I, I mean, you don't really see it in hockey. other sports. No, no. And like oh, Down so goes Brown made a good, he made a good relation to football on the Puxy podcast where he said, like you watch a football game and a team will get penalized, like they'll get seven flags against them, yeah, and another team will get only one flag, and yeah. he won't be like, oh, the refs are out to get me. He'll just be like, this team's got to stop taking penalties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, hockey has always been, well, since Tim Peel said, yeah, I got to give Nashville a fucking penalty early. 
everybody's scrutinizing the refs, even though it's it's valid. I think it's valid still. I'm like, there's been so many. You can't call the rule book necessarily the whole time. I get that because no. if we did, there'd be like a hundred penalties a game. The games would never end. The entire game would be played on a power play. Power plays, yeah, it'd be power plays and penalty kills all over the ice. Yeah, and no, that's not enjoyable either. And since the least power play is one for the last thirty-eight, <laughs> we would not win any more games. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> if it was like that. No, but there's got to be yeah, nuance, like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't understand the need for the tit for tat. Like, no, it's like, oh, you slash me. I'll, I'll just give him a roughing penalty the next time he gets close to in, or give him a, an interference call. And there's a, I think it was in the game against Calgary, um, with Lucic was like, bitching to the ref, like, oh, Toronto this, oh, Toronto that, and they ended up like Calgary ended up losing. But Wayne Simmons. Uh, hit or like hip checked Lucic, kind of pinned him to the boards, and it was interference. And I was like, ah, that's kind of debate, debatable, <laughs> because the puck he just chipped the puck right past him, and then he hit him. Mm-hmm. Maybe like three seconds after, I'm like, okay, well that's how I was taught. Like three seconds, you could still hit the guy, but he called him interference, and then they, I think they ended up scoring on that power play. And then after that, Leafs got a power play, and so on, and then they ended up tying the game, winning the game, and. Lucic was bitching, but um, yeah, correct. Congratulations to Lucic for playing his thousandth game today, which I didn't know until oh, I really? looked at my phone. <laughs> yeah, he's playing in in oh, Toronto. Thousand? How the hell did that guy get to a thousand games? Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> like what? I'm that so glad he's not on the Edmonton God, Oilers so anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm glad he's not on Boston, and I'm glad he's not on the Oilers. All I gotta say, but uh, the game should be on very. He's sooner. got 16 points. Like he's not. No, he's not bad. He's not. He's. He is what he is. Like. Yeah, he's Milan Lucic. You can't really explain to anybody else who this person is, other than just showing him trucking Ryan Miller, and then Miller just wait, destroying his stick. That was great. Uh, but yeah, that's. Oh, Tim Peel. What an idiot. A month away from retirement, and then you decide to do that. I mean, it's not really his fault that there was a hot mic, but... He's just the one who got caught. Yeah, he's the scapegoat, which is fine. But it's not even like he... They didn't even fire him. They just said, you're not doing games anymore. And it's, yeah, that's no. not really... You're not fired. <laughs> They never said, hey, you're fired. He's like, yeah, you just never do the games again. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Like, like, the refing isn't good anyways, so why the hell don't you just throw him out there again for the last little bit and just let him not do the playoffs? Because he doesn't really do the playoffs. I think they stop him usually after the first round. He's never done a Stanley Cup final or any other That's what I was major. just looking up, because I thought I had heard yeah. that he... He's never done a cup final game. No, and which is fair, which I now get. So, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that now he doesn't, he will never get to do one, but I don't know. Roughing is such a, a joke sometimes, but what can you do with hockey? 
to play the game. Yeah, like it's not an easy sport to officiate. No. Well, like but. when I compare, like when I look at refing, we'll say in like football, like soccer. I watch that and I see everybody's arms. Like whenever there's a possible offside now, since VAR came into effect, like virtual assistant referee, everybody's arms like, mm-hmm. oh, offside, off- everything's offside. Even though it's not, it's just everything needs to be checked. And we thought that was going to slow down the game, which it kind of did. It still does. You don't necessarily always get the same, the right call, ever. Even though yeah. you got like five or six people in Toronto looking at a screen, they're doing their job. Like their I think they to have really to get work. rid of the. They got to get rid of the offside. Review thing. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it slows everything down, and I I can't stand it when a play is like. A goal scored, but there was an offside. 45 yeah. seconds prior to the, yeah. I think it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, it's like the play has evolved into something else. Like there's been like 18 more passes since that, as an example, and yeah. then they scored on it. It's not like hey, he was Matt Duchesne offside, and then scored a goal. That's I mean that's one thing, but when a guy's yeah. like skate is like, like. 64ths of an inch off of <laughs> the freaking blue line like does yeah. it really matter no no it doesn't and the worst part like, like, i think sorry not the worst part i think the funniest part was is that tim peel said to the nashville bench that i have to give nashville nashville a fucking penalty early but he told it to philip forsberg and duchene overheard that apparently is what the case is why are you referring to it as Nashville to Nashville? Like, aren't you just talking like personally to Philip Forsberg? Like, why is this like such a? Unless he wanted it, to get, <laughs> like, unless he wanted to get caught. Like, I'm not gonna get into conspiracy theories or anything like that. But like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, oh, I just want to get Nashville a fucking penalty early to Nashville player Philip Forsberg. <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> check check. Uh, Did you hear me? <laughs> I like the, I there was a, a like that play like a week after where the ref was talking to somebody and he's like you can see him holding the microphone in his hand. Yeah, he's like yeah, so Wayne Simmons was going up to him asking questions. Like, uh, like, oh, I'm not no. getting caught. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no way. But I'm like, what are you saying that you need to cover up the microphone? Like obviously you're yeah. saying something that. Yes. And the fact that it got caught Maybe on camera again be. too. Yeah. Like, there's cameras everywhere. You should be expecting, you know, something to be seen and then put on social media, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know. Isn't it in uh, in soccer, too? The refs are always mic'd. Yeah. So they don't um, have the opportunity to get caught. Well, they have a guy in their ear most of the time. And... They basically just use your whistle. So they, they can yell at the players all they want. They can be like, no, I'm not doing anything until the guy upstairs is telling me what to do. Like, oh, I'm going to give a penalty or not. Uh, he's not going anywhere until he can either see it or that guy's telling him in his earpiece. The NHL has to go to the box, grab the headset. No, I think what they clean need is... it and then Yeah. And then... Give it. I watched the. I watched it the other day, and he gave it back, and the guy picked it up like it was like <laughs> contaminated, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta put it back." And I was like, "What are you doing? Just put him down. Wipe him. Put him down." <laughs> and I'm like, 
it's not I think they like need to add headset. I think they need to add a sky official, like an official up mm. in the the box who can yeah, make these instead of having to go to Toronto. Like have a guy yeah. who's watching the game with the iPad or whatever with all the views who's watching the game who can get the context of the game and the context of the situation and let him make that call in conjunction with the referees yeah Yeah. it should be a joint call it should always be a joint call and then not just be based on one person's opinion but uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know the nhl is just the nhl that's all i can say i would like them to do like i know they tried it in the playoffs and there's complaints about the puck but like like in tennis, you have the tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. And they're able to use that like digital screen where you can see exactly where the ball landed in relation to the yeah. line. Yeah. Like could they adopt something like that <laughs> for the players' skates and the puck? On the yeah, blue line, on the goal cool. line. Well there was that whole Mackenzie Blackwood thing, right? Where it looked like the puck crossed the line, but he ended up kicking it like just out, just that enough. But he, you the overhead shot doesn't show clearly and um like if they had a camera on the crossbar like in the crossbar mm-hmm. that'd be like facing downwards i think that'd probably be pretty good and then you could see it and uh it, it would be like it would be perfect i think and then you could see it the whole line cross and then you adopt the tennis thing where it shows the shadow and whatever yeah like <laughs> yeah like oh the puck is clearly cross the line and with the thing with um hockey like with like say like the red line and like the goal line it's under ice so it's not like a straight line it's like a you know what i mean it's not like it, it's not a straight line like in tennis like it's not a, no. a block line it's a so they whatever need like, the ice does they need like laser projected <laughs> lines <on>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a, a scanner that goes across every time the puck. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Be so technical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be good. I mean, you definitely know if it's a goal or not, but. No. But then I think you get to the point where, like, like in baseball, part of the fun I think of baseball is that it's entirely judged by humans yeah so like part of the fun is like when the umpire strike zone is terrible oh like it sucks but it's like that's what makes it special so it makes baseball baseball yeah it's like this crappy umpire named carlos that decides to make the strike zone below the feet <laughs> basically in the dirt and then calls it a strikeout and then you're like oh cool and the hitter is standing up there like oh I can't get mad at you because you can just kick me out of the game. Yeah. At any at any moment, if I say, you know, fuck off, <laughs> you can kick you out at any point. Yeah, hockey's so different like that. I don't know. They just need to evolve the sport, I think, a little bit better. I mean, it's gonna take a long time because you know they don't do anything fast. Yeah. Like Never I don't know will. how you. I wonder if you have to have some sort of like. There's got to be, I think, better accountability for the officiating. Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen ideas of like 
what if referees had prefs conferences like after the game oh. just like the players where they Fantastic. had to answer to, be best. to can you imagine if they had to answer to fans yeah like oh <laughs> oh my goodness I would not want to be in those shoes no but, like, no oh no way I would never do that no, they just go back to their little referee's room and sit in there and be like, yeah, we ref that game really good, guys. You guys did great. Do we really need, like, eight people out there on the ice? Like, do we need, like, two linesmen? Can not, can not just one linesman do two lines? I don't know. Like, I think it's a lot of skating. He only has to skate, but he only has to skate in between really the from... two lines. Yeah, like you got two refs. Almost... You don't need four people on the ice. Yeah, I guess if you did one linesman, they would just never leave the neutral zone mm-hmm. that's an interesting idea yeah I, I don't know it's such a i'm just so frustrated with this league but i love the hockey the hockey's been so good i'm just frustrated with the nhl i'm not really i don't give a shit about the nhl i care more about the about the actual hockey that's being played and i hate when it's being obstructed by one referees two bullshit even calls and then mm-hmm. um you see Tavares in the corner in a headlock, and then he just does the guy. The guy standing there, or the Lucic trip on Brody, and then it led to a goal in that game that I was telling you about earlier. Just absolutely like comes from behind, kicks his legs out, and the rest looking right at him. And you're like, how would, how is that not a penalty? Like, regardless of how the penalties are, like already been, you know, divvied out. How is that not mm-hmm. a call that you need to make? Like, it doesn't make sense. And it led to a goal. <laughs> like, what? That's not fair. Like, imagine if that was Calgary. Like, the fans in Calgary would be just as heated as I was. Seeing that. It was all over Twitter. Like, every time I scrolled down, it was like the same play. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And it just got worse every time I watched it. That's brutal. Stupid refs. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I think the stupid refs argument will be one that goes on forever and ever. Forever. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it'll forever. ever be no. good. No, neither do I. It's unfortunate. That shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. Well, should we wrap up here, Ben? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. That was good. I enjoyed this. All right, so I guess that concludes our uh, our uh, trade deadline review, <laughs> referee rant. Yeah, leaf rant, oiler rant, <laughs> rant. Uh, episode, the first episode of the uh, Dead Puck Podcast. My name is Dylan, and I'm here with uh, Ben. And uh, I'll catch you next time.